And I'm real excited for today's episode. Our guests are going to get uh, some some amazing uh, discovery here. Uh, Chris Emick from Go Bucket Yourself has a podcast, has a website. His wife wrote a book. Um, just amazing, amazing conversation we had. I'm really excited about uh, diving into it for for this show. Yeah, and I, you know, I particularly loved. You know, we talk about having fun, getting outside, doing stuff, doing things to to promote our mental health and and just to you know to get out there and do the things that we're passionate about. Uh, but there is a very real consequence to not doing those things, to not being self-aware, to not understanding who you are, to not getting outside and 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 really taking care of these things. And and it's it's really it's prevalent, right? It's this this uh these rates of anxiety, uh, you know, on a, on a, on the far side that's that's becoming more common, the suicide, this loneliness, like all these, all these true impacts, man. So I love today's episode uh, because it really helps us to not only put practical things in place to combat these, to combat some of these, uh, some of these situations, but man, it's just, just a great conversation. Yeah. And there's a lot of things to be excited about, to be positive about, to be fired up about. And this episode covers a lot of that. So super pumped. And we challenge conventional wisdom just a bit in this. So, uh, go listen. Go listen. You're listening to filling the storehouse podcast. I'm David and I'm Stuart. And we want to walk with you on the journey to living the abundant life through faith, family, and freedom. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours. Together, achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to intentionally fill our storehouse. All right, uh, Chris. So uh, David and I recently had some feedback uh, from a few friends of ours that listened to the podcast. <laughs> no, and- no, no, no. Don't, don't change it up. Oh. One person. <laughs> one person. Oh, there's been, there's been others. There's been others like... Uh, mm. Uh, a couple guys in, in the storehouse mastermind, like they say it all the time. So Chris, uh, today mm. we're going to try to s- make fun of David as much as possible because, oh, nice. because, yeah. you know, the, our listeners say that he picks on me a lot and then I never come back with, with, you know, other jokes on him. So let's, let's focus on making fun of David today. Is that cool? All right. You any should. opportunity? Okay, cool. Yeah, Chris. And I think you should. And and really what our listeners concern it, they, they say our, our show is very positive and we're, you know, we try to, we're very, you know, try to be uplifting, try to bring a, a, a very uh, good message that builds, builds people up. But they're like, but you're always like turns you down. And my response is when one, but then they say most typically they say, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Two, I'm like, dude, what do you like? What do you expect? Right? Like, it's just <laughs> such. If if the bullseye is this big, then you yeah, know, just you hit some it. Yeah. I think too it's easy, such an easy target. Yeah, but... too easy. Okay. Um, <laughs> or well, we I... could deflect making fun of me. You know, maybe that that, that might be another alternative. No, no, I welcome it. I welcome it. Okay. I want, yeah. want students. <laughs> okay, on cool. His, uh, I want him to work on his game because you know I feel like uh, yeah, I feel I'm like just... that big brother. Yeah, I'm not like I'm that not... big brother that like people make fun of him and I got to step in and it just gets awkward. And I'm like, dude, come on, you can do it. You can do it. You can be funny too. You can make fun of me. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not normally quick uh, on my toes like he is. But yeah. Uh, anyways, hey, this is Filling Storehouse Podcast, Chris. We're excited to have you on. Uh, we got connected um, not too long ago from a mutual friend of ours, uh, Stephen Heptig. Stephen is uh, a good friend of ours and, and uh, a third co-founder of, of the Storehouse Mastermind with us. And um it's an awesome dude. And we all had a great conversation. You live here locally in Colorado. Uh, so we like you already. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, you got a cool beard and you do <laughs> fun stuff outdoors. So, uh, I'm excited about it, man. Um, let's get into it. So 
tell us a little bit uh, a background about about you and uh, you know what what you did, what you're doing, and and kind of what what the goal is for everything you're doing. Yeah. So the the quick version is I'm yeah I'm a I'm my name's Chris. I'm I'm 43. I've always been a, a Coloradan. I love Colorado. I don't live in the the sexy parts like way up in the mountains that everyone kind of thinks about. Every time <laughs> someone finds me like on an airplane, I say I'm from Colorado. They're like, oh, I know Colorado so great. You live in uh, Denver? No. You live in Boulder? Oh, there's other places? I'm yeah. Like, yeah there, are, there actually are a couple other places <laughs> than Denver and Boulder. But anyways, yeah. So I love Colorado. I love the outdoors. Um, I'm a dad of of two two teenagers or quasi-teenagers, 17 and 12. 12 feels like a teenager. Yeah. Um, and then I've been married to my wife for coming up on 20 years, my wife, Deb. And so... Nice, man. Yeah. So I... I graduated from high school, left a, a farming background as a kid, uh, grew up on a farm, knew that I did not want to be a farmer. Uh, the inconsistent income, being so reliant on the weather, all that kind of stuff. I, I thought I was going to be a big city guy. you know. So I ran off to college to, to get a degree in, in a computer science and engineering and got that in Kansas City. I was, I was riding high. Um, moved back to Colorado, uh, to Denver. And I, I graduated in software engineering right at the time of the dot-com burst. So I moved to Denver, you know, full of ego, full of bravado. Like I'm the world is my oyster. I'm going to make bank and, and everything. But, um, yeah, I, I had about like a nine month career, uh, in, in, in Denver. And then the layoffs just were going everywhere. And it was just nuts. Like here I am this, this little kid, uh, from, from this tiny town in Colorado, and uh, I'm working in this this building with you know a thousand other employees, and then one Monday, two hundred people aren't there. The next Monday, four hundred oh, people aren't there. I'm like, uh, I don't know to be scared or not. So I'm just like, life. hey, I'm still here. I must be good. <laughs> and then no, my number eventually came. Uh, it was tough in Denver. It's just because so you're the new guy and your salary was the lowest, so they're like, oh, we'll keep them. We get that the is most exactly yeah. Where my ego <laughs> told me was I must be something special. It was more like no, they're getting rid of the the hundred fifty thousand dollar guys so <laughs> yeah. they can keep your forty thousand dollar ass. So, uh, so that was um, that was that. I retreated back to my small town. Uh, thought I was just going to recover here and then go back to the city, but I never really did. I stayed in IT and technology. I just did it for like small companies around here. Really, only had two major um, employers, um, so I stuck with those and and kind of did, kind of did the normal career path for for the majority of it. But at forty, my wife and I had accumulated some some rental, um, some some single family home rentals, and we have with the the idea in mind that they would eventually be enough to replace my income or at least replace uh, our expenses or cover our expenses and still allow us to live. And so at, at forty, I. I pulled the plug on normal, normal day-to-day -day paycheck, uh, 40 hour a week living. And now we, we live off of our, our rentals, which, um, we manage quite a few of those, but it's not like some people manage rentals and they do everything. I'm not one of those guys. I, I set up new tenants. We screen the tenants, but I'm not out there fixing toilets or any of that kind of stuff. So, so by and large, I feel retired. Um, that, that, but yeah, so that's, that's probably a, a quick version um, of, of where I'm at now or where I've been. Yeah. And, and you say retired, but, but I, uh, let's get into some of the things that you're doing. Cause I feel like when I, what I hear is that you, you uh, gave something up to gain uh, passion points, right. That, you yeah. know, cause you're, you're a guy that's about making an impact. You're doing some things. So let's talk about those things that you, 
you know, you're not, you're not sitting around drinking coffee all day and, right. and, and beer and whatever you do, whatever people that are just retired and sit around all they do. I don't know, but, <laughs> but that's not you, right? What did it, what, tell us some of the things you're doing. Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to do like, I wasn't running from something. Some people say like, uh, you know, you can, when you leave a job or when you can retire or quit something, sometimes they say, you know, what are you running towards? Not what are you running from? Cause if you're running from something, there's a decent chance when you get there, that thing will still be there. It'll just look a little bit different than when you, what you did. So what I was running towards was the freedom of time to, to explore and do some, some cool outdoor shit uh, with my family and myself. Uh, I like doing stuff outside alone. I love doing stuff with my family and my kids. And I just thought, what an opportunity to have that much time. So that was kind of the overarching thing. Like, What would life look like if on a Tuesday... I could, you know, take my daughters who were both homeschooled at the time, uh, take my daughters on a hike, or if we could travel to Ecuador and stay there for a month, um, or, you know, just various things like that, that, that I didn't feel the freedom by having the normal W2 40 hour a week job, which gave me, you know, three weeks of vacation a year. But, um, it was still, even though that was, that was good. I mean, I, I felt uh, privileged to have that. Uh, I just kind of wanted a little bit more, a little bit different. So, so yeah, uh, I knew what I wanted to do in that free time. And I also knew I couldn't just go on hikes. Like, uh, I just like someone's not going to sit on the beach probably and drink my ties. Like that's going to get old after a couple months probably, or you're going <laughs> to, you know, anyways, uh, your health's going to turn anyways. But, uh, uh, I knew I couldn't just like go hiking all the time with my kids or go climb the next mountain or, or do some of the outdoorsy stuff that I like to do. So the impact piece has started to to creep up into my life where I feel more of a call now to leave something behind, not necessarily in an ego way, because I, I have I have and still do have a, a decent amount of, of work to do on my ego, but um, it's starting to turn more into like being more of service to other people where it's like, I love X, Y, and Z skills. Like Those are the things that I have. Those are my gifts. I can I can serve the world with those gifts. How can I do it in a way that that feels good? And so, like my wife, when she left working, she left about five years before me. She just immediately had to fill all that space in because she's like, "Oh, I should join this group, and I should join this volunteer board, and I should do that." And I was I, I kind of learned from her lessons, and I'm just not as nice of a person as her. So I knew I didn't want to just go do stuff because that's what quote unquote good people do. I had to do something that was in alignment with my passion, uh, with my values. And so that's where I, uh, we started doing a podcast called go bucket yourself. But the eventual, uh, the eventual path we're heading down is I love nature. I love connecting people with me, uh, selfishly. I love connecting people with each other and I love to grow. So connection, adventure, growth, those are like my core values. Um, and I want to just bring that to as many people as I can. And I've done a few like little trips here and there. Cause I like planning. Uh, I've done a few little trips and, and things like that. And I just, I've, I've been blown away by, um, there's just a, maybe not a, a lack, but yeah, a lack there's just this, there's, there's a need for this kind of stuff. And so that's not me with hubris and ego saying like, Oh, I'm, I'm truly needed. I just feel like, Oh, I have this this beautiful duty and obligation and privilege to, to do that. And it feels like something I want to do. So it feels, it feels like the path that I, I want to walk. Yeah. And before Stu asks this question, I, you know, I want to kind of change 
I guess, offer a, a different perspective on, on your egotistical self. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a great place to be. And it's very liberate, liberating to, to recognize that we all have something to offer. Cause I think the opposite is more prevalent yeah. where people are like, ah, I'm not going to do X, Y, Z because I'm just like, why me? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not special. Why me? And I think that there's a very healthy level of ego and and recognition and self-awareness to to realize man i i have something to offer and not only do i have something to offer but i believe that so strongly that i'm gonna go now take action yeah and 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 what i think is beautiful is you've done that and regardless of it maybe there's some ego stuff whatever but you know we'll work through that but one you're willing to work through it you're willing to acknowledge it so that's like a, a an amazing place to be um so it's not conceited right it's not hubris. It's 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 a self-awareness of, I do have something to offer, but then to be able to take that step and create what you have acknowledged and what we is huge for Stu and I is we recognize there's this huge gap in community and people connecting and, 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 yeah. and really getting together, getting outside, playing, having fun, having deep, meaningful, you know, vulnerable conversations, recognizing that and doing something about it. I just want to encourage you uh, and your self-talk, like that's amazing, mm-hmm. right? Like that is that is not selfish. And, and we say, we joke all the time, we're very selfish about this mastermind because we get all this knowledge every single week from these 30 dudes that are amazing. So yeah. yeah, there's some selfishness there, but it's all for growth. And if you don't do what you're doing, then those those people that you're serving in your way, right? You're not on a service board, but the way that you're serving people, getting them outside and connecting is changing their lives. Yeah. which is awesome. So well, I just want to encourage you in that. Well, thank you. Yeah, that that sounds... I mean, I, I very much appreciate that. And I'm getting better about that like each year. So I, I've been quote unquote retired for three years and I've done a lot of work in, in some of that free time. And that is like the, the first day one was imposter syndrome out the window. Like, who am I? Why me? Da, 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 da. So getting... But taking action, tiny, tiny little steps... Uh, getting more uh, confidence, encouragement, and and just seeing that oh shit, there's a lot of people that either one don't have this skill or don't have these things that I I, I can now call a gift, um, and and I'm kind of on this spiritual journey where it's like yeah I I now am recognizing like hey I was put here for a purpose so I can I can ignore these but it'll probably show up as a midlife crisis in some fashion. I'll go cheat on my wife or I'll go buy some car that I don't need or some shit like that if I ignore these for too long. So I'm, I'm trying to stay in tune with that. And it's, it's this, getting This easier. is a much better alternative. Yeah, dude. way better. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I wanted to, I wanted to hit on um, something you said about uh, the lessons that, that, your, that your wife had when she left her full-time job and then uh, how you kind of took those lessons and, and did something a little bit different because David and I have seen a little bit of this as we transitioned out of our W2 jobs and, and, you know, full-time entrepreneurs. And yeah, you can very quickly just schedule yourself like maxed out, you know, and David and I had this idea that we were going to be, you know, the best fathers we could possibly be and the best husbands. And we'd be taking our kids to school and volunteering and showing up to every event and, you know, cooking every meal, you know, like all this, all yeah. these like grand ideas of, of not having a, a regular job. So I'm interested to hear your perspective on that and what you saw your wife go through and then how you changed that. I mean, did you just start saying no to everything or just didn't volunteer for anything or like, what, what did that look like? Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting. So my wife, um, 
she is like, we, we do Enneagram, we do some profile work. So we, we, we have a pretty decent, uh, we've used systems, uh, to kind of define, you know, some of our tendencies and things like that. So my wife is like people pleaser to the T. So her tendency is definitely to say yes to everything. I'm not quite that bad. Um, so, so she, she said yes to everything, uh, including a lot of shit that I was shoveling on her. Like, um, I was like, oh, with, without a job, I bet you can do this and this and this. Some of it was selfish. Some of it was thinking I was helping her like, oh, I bet she's going to get bored. So I need to, I need to help her stay busy (laughs) and all of that. So so the lessons learned there were, she said yes to a lot of stuff. She, as a people pleaser that she was, um, she didn't really have her own voice. Like she didn't know what she wanted. She didn't know her core values. Like when I, when we were planning family trips, it was always Chris's ideas. Like these were always like, Chris wants to climb this mountain. Let's go to this place. Chris wants to see this thing. So she never really had, um, she never really had that inner voice or that inner guidance, which I'm like the type of guy that like I'm always thinking about the future, like three years, seven years, 10 years down the road. I'm always trying to line up those dominoes so that they, they fall where I want them. Um, but yeah, so she, she started to develop her voice. She started to do, and it, this wasn't just like, oh, she took a week. This has been years in the making of her de- realizing why she is such a people pleaser, working through some of those, those tendencies that aren't serving her, developing the skills to do boundaries. I was almost on the flip side of that, 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 um, equation. I have the ability to set strong boundaries. I have the ability to speak up and say, this is what we're doing. I needed to soften some of that stuff. So that's been some of my work is, is, uh, not necessarily saying, saying yes to more things. I did say yes to more things. Um, but also just to, to, to kind of think of more than just myself and still staying in alignment with those values. So I'm not turning into a martyr, but also, not just like, how do I make Chris's net worth go up? How do I make Chris's happiness meter go up? How do I make Chris's this and that? And so, so I did like, I've just, it's just been a, I've been acting like a kid, just experimenting and playing around with all sorts of stuff. And so I think that's, I, I've, sorry, I've talked so long. I've lost myself and where I was, no, but I, what was the other part of that question or was that? No, I mean, that's it, man. Okay. Just, just okay, the lessons cool. learned behind that, I, I think are, are super valuable um, because you know, we, we can get into this stage where, um, you know, the, the, the entire goal is to, you know, get to, get to fire, right. To, to yeah. re- retire early and then, um, you know, have all this passive income created, you know, like, uh, there's this path that people go on and then, and then you get there and you're like, all right, now what? And then you start, and then you start finding stuff to fill your calendar. Yeah. It's not the stuff that's, that's truly meaningful. And, um, and, and, and I'm not going to say that like not taking my kids to school and going to all their events and all that isn't meaningful. Cause it absolutely is. And it's still, you know, important to me and, and on my list of to-do items, but, uh, you know, we got to find our own passions and our own purpose, um, beyond just, uh, saying yes to everybody else's because they're, right. if you don't fill your calendar up, someone else is going to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was just an important thing for me to kind of, to hit on. Cause I heard that and yeah, I mean, I, I, I learned that same lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's another part about that too. Like a lot of, uh, so like where my wife people pleased because she faced some abandonment trauma at a younger age, I would say yes to things that weren't in alignment with my values just because I thought they would impress people or they would, mm. I would get 
acknowledgement and stand out. And so some of those things I ended up being in alignment with my values. Like uh, when I started climbing some, some big tough mountains and posted stuff on Facebook and Instagram and people were like, Oh my God, that's so crazy. Wow. Look at you. Look at you. I mean, there's definitely some ego like ding, 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 ding. Like, Oh cool. Yeah. I'm winning. Dopamine. Uh, yeah. Getting it. And, but some of that actually was in alignment with my values. I just yeah. had to recognize the fact that, Oh shit, am I climbing to try to impress someone or am I climbing? Because the first reason I came out here is to like connect to God, to, to be alone with myself, to, to test myself and all of that. I don't, I don't need, uh, or I shouldn't be driven by what's going to get the, the most likes and the most yeah. acknowledgement stuff. So oh, that's good, man. I love it. Um, yeah, good. no, it, it, there's so much there. And, and, you know, one of the things I want to go back to is I, I love how you and your wife kind of went on this journey together too, right? There's, there's, there is a, I think too many of us survive our relationships and, and we get to a point where, you know, we're very effective roommates or, you know, yeah. you know, co-parenting uh, cohorts or whatever it is. And, and so I love how, and you guys started opposite, which, which is, you know, pretty, pretty normal. I think that, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a marriage, you know, my marriage is a bit different, I think, because my wife and I are very similar and that comes with mm. its own set yeah. of challenges when you're too uh, somewhat, um, somewhat aggressive and assertive yeah. individuals, but, but I love how, you know, as you guys work through it, you know, saying no enables you to say yes to a lot of things too, right? Mm -hmm. It's critical. And so her learning that, and then you kind of taking your nose and, and figuring out where the yeses are. I think that's, the, that's a level of self-awareness and then doing that as a couple that's, that's beautiful, but uh, you know, and I'm, so I, 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 I uh, not only encourage you, but applaud you for, for going through that. Cause that's, that's one of the things that we're trying to do you know, in our marriages, right. Be mm -hmm. very intentional, especially after these huge transition to getting out of the military and the roles and all these things change. Uh, but I'm curious, you know, tell me, um, also tell me about some of the, you know, this externally focusing focused stuff, like the, the go bucket yourself and some of the different, you know, the ideas behind that and, and, and why, and I'm kind of curious because we talked about it before we hit record, but I'm curious if you're seeing the people that you're connecting and helping, if there's a, a high level of, we were talking about anxiety with our kids, yeah. but I'm curious if you're seeing that, um, differently in, in, you know, whether it's these trips, but in adults and some of the impacts of that. Yeah. I mean, I do. And I, I, I come at life probably with a different shade of glasses than some other people. Cause I live a pretty quiet life. Like I live in a small town. I now don't have like a 40 hour work week. I've learned to kind of tame some of the, the digital, uh, addictions and problems that I had, you know, five, 10 years ago and all of that. So I kind of, I, I'm, I'm probably more susceptible to my radar going off when I see anxiety or when I see people like, holy shit, can you put your phone down? Like not for my sake, even just like, I think you are going to drive yourself nuts if you don't learn to, to go more than 20 seconds without some kind of attention, you know, distraction or, or whatever. And so, so in many ways, I see that, like I see that and I've seen what happens in nature when all of a sudden the Wi-Fi signal, the 4G signal drops. And it's like, uh, you know, I see the discomfort that comes in that first day of like, what the hell do I do? Like, what if something major is happening right now? Like, what if there's an earthquake in, in, you know, Thailand? I'm like, oh, well, what do you, what would you do about it anyway? <laughs> what would I mean, you do, do, do you need to know exactly right now yeah. that there's a Thailand uh, earthquake? That's not great. And, and all that, but, um, so yeah, I see. I see it across the spectrum. Again, maybe my antenna and radar is a little strong to, to pick up those, those blips out there, but, uh, I see it and I've, I've heard it now, now that I've done a few of these events 
now that I've, I've worked with guys. Cause I, I grew up on a farm, like outdoors was everything. Like I wasn't necessarily hiking in, in the woods all the time or climbing mountains as a kid, but I was outdoors a lot. Like we had, uh, if you're not outdoors playing, you're outdoors working. So I would try to find something outside to play with as much as, as I could. And so I just have this natural, I guess, a little more risk tolerance to like, oops, I could hurt myself or I don't know what this is going to be, but let's do it anyways. And I see, um, I see in, in, like I said, all of the generations, the generation below me, my peers, my, my, you know, the people the same age as me, and even the generation above, like my, my parents, my aunts, uncles, and all of that kind of stuff. I just see, uh, see some of that where, yeah, there's, there's this anxiety creep. And I, I have, I'm not, I don't think there's one thing to pin it down to, but, uh, I think it's just a, a culmination of maybe this Western civilization, this Western life, this trying to make everything extremely safe, extremely sanitized, extremely, um, you know, predictable, uh, know exactly what your path is going to look like, even though you don't even know yourself yet, but you pick a career, you pick a, you, you strap yourself to, to student loan debt, even though you have no clue if this is the, the field that is even going to serve you or line up with your purpose and all of that. And so I see a lot of that and I could be like some people and just like bitch about it. Like go, go to coffee with my buddies and be like, ah, isn't this horrible? Like I, there's the word teacup generation. Everyone's so fragile and da, 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 da. I'm like, or I could do something about it. It's like, okay, I could, I could try to get some kids together or tell some dads that I know, like, Hey, I can take your kids out backpacking if you want to. I'm not going to throw them in the river and make them you know, swim for their lives, but I can show them how to build a fire. But that'd be a cool like, exercise though. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that would really be, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, that was, that was a lot of my childhood. <laughs> it wasn't like, yeah. uh, could, is he going to for sure survive this? It's like, he's probably going to make it out of this. So let's try yeah. it. <laughs> well, dude, and it's crazy. I, I, um, I listened to this, you know, we're in, we're in November election, actually today, election day. Yeah. Right? And, and I'll tell you, it's been this year and I've not paid attention to, I don't, I don't watch TV. I don't whatever, but when like, when I, my, my son's a Ravens fan, so they played Monday night football. So we, we okay. watch a little bit and dude, these commercials are crazy. Like, like the political commercials, I literally when I hear them and I tell my kids, I, I, I you can't fast forward them, unfortunately. Yeah. But I'm like, guys, what you're listening to is literally crazy, but it's so negative. And, and one of the ones that just keeps sticking to my mind is this lady comes on and she says, would you ever let your kids play outside by themselves? And I was like, yeah. And she's <laughs> yes. like, no, of course not. You would yeah. not because crime is up and killings up and blah 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 all these things and I'm like wow yeah. these are the these are the to me they're very obvious you talk about a radar to me it's very obvious because I'm very sensitive to this this level of anxiety and and people you know killing themselves and the yeah. service and and so and it's something we're trying to do something about and it's but it's so prevalent and it's ubiquitous through all mediums of, of, uh, sorry, I still ubiquitous is, is, you know, kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I, I know uh, that word, but, but it's, it's a, you know, I, I love the fact that you're doing something about it. And, and that's why I asked if you're seeing it because in every facet of my life, whether it was in the service, uh, or now, like, you know, some of the causes that Stu and I are involved with, man, it is like the, the dark side of it. And why I, when I see kids with anxiety, the dark side of it is I've seen what it culminates in when yeah. they leave the house and they go to the, like in the service, man, in the military, I had in, in one two where I had three sailors commit suicide and all young, right? Oh my all gosh. young in one tour, my last yeah. tour. And I'm just like, man, the world is getting, these people are feeling so much despair 
Yeah. And and it's it's to your point, the practical things that we can do, what are those things to kind of to to really make, you know, give money, great, raise awareness, great. Now, what do we what can we do? And so and I'm curious, you know, let's talk about the bright side of that. I imagine you also see a shift at some point. Like yeah. they're like, ah, they're jonesing, they're scratching, you know, because they're they're not getting their their crack hit on their on their uh cell phone. But at some point, is there a shift? Is there something that we should be celebrating here? Yeah, I honestly think so. Like I've, again, I'm I'm new to this. Like I've still got the training wheels on, so I it's not like I have you know decades of experience of of doing this kind of work and seeing these kinds of transitions. But the the few transitions or the few opportunities I have had, there is definitely a shift. Like there's definitely this, I think this feeling of like, oh, I just did this hard thing. I can do, you know, I, I got this, like, I'm not going to maybe stress out as much about like this test, or I'm not going to stress out about this. Um, you know, whether I should take job a or job B, or I'm not going to stress so much about, I don't know, just all the different little things that either subconsciously or consciously work into this place of where we just feel overwhelmed. We feel anxious. We feel like there's everything's such a critical decision. And then when you get out into nature and you just see things slowing down, you just see things like we just got back from Costa Rica and we had this amazing guide that, that guided us through the jungle. And we're watching this, this sloth and my daughter, my 11 year old or 12 year old, she knows like she just animals are her love language. But uh, so she knows all the, the intricacies of the, of the sloth and how they do all this kind of stuff. And the, the guides like, you know, the, the sloth, um, isn't lazy. Like if he wanted to move faster, he could move, he would move faster, but that's as, as much as he can do. So I'm just, I guess, using that as kind of like this analogy or metaphor, like nature can be slow nature. Like it takes decades to grow a tree and all that kind of stuff. And then I think when you just get out there and you get, you get around that slower pace of life, when you get around giant mountains and all of a sudden, like, this was the big thing for me. Like when I, I, I love God, I love JC. Uh, we're, we're down. Um, but in the walls of a church, uh, I was not like ever brought to my knees like, oh, wow, I, I really feel this. In the walls of a mountain, I, I feel it. Like I feel like I am this tiny part of this larger thing. And I feel the majesty and the beauty and the serenity and the peace uh, that comes from those types of situations. So again, I just thought maybe there's, there's some wiring in me that's unique. Uh, but as I've, as I've taken people out uh, to that, especially if they've never been around that before, there is definitely that tick. And I, I would love to come back in five, 10 years, because I'll have, probably have a whole, you know, portfolio of like, wow, I can give you a story about Joe or a Jim or Sally, you know, and the, the transition they made. But I'm, I'm reading a lot. I'm, 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 and a lot of what I'm reading is, is people that are out there kind of doing what I'm doing right or trying to do right now. And yeah, there's, there's a need for it. There's a shift that happens. Um, it just feels like it's part of our, our human evolution or de-evolution to, to find that, that peace again, or that community, that connectedness to both other humans around you, but this connectedness to something bigger than yourself that, uh, that, that makes us feel like that's what I see with my 17 year old right now. Like she's stressed out, uh, starting in her junior year, just like, um, just started getting hammered with, I think. Like you got to do your SATs, you got to get the right score, you got to do the right scholarships, you got to do the right thing, you got to go to college. And we talked about her doing a gap year, and she was just in love with the idea, eighth grade into freshman year. But it's almost been like 
you know, pulled from her. And that's not because I've shut up. Like I, <laughs> I'm still like promoting the idea of like, if you don't know what you want to do, try to explore and try to minimize that just because your counselor or your six friends all think like they got to go straight to college. They got to go straight to this. Um, don't feel their pressure. Don't feel that their path, which they're probably not even on their own path yet, but they're feeling the pull of just following what everyone else does. Don't feel that that's you. And when, when I think you start to do that, when you, you start to walk someone else's path, life's just, um, whether you're addicted to your phone or not, life just feels anxious because it's like, there's this unease, this dis-ease within you, um, because you're not walking your own path. And I think, uh, it shows up in a lot of ways and a lot of, a lot of different, uh, of the great religions, a lot of mysticism, all, all kind of echoes that, that message. Um, so, so I kind of bounced around there a little bit, but yeah, I, I see, I've seen the shift. And I'm, I'm hoping to see more of it, uh, because I think, uh, it's, it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, uh, I a hundred percent agree, man. And we're fairly new into this journey as well as, you know, starting this, the storehouse mastermind. And, and we've done one retreat so far and mm. we, we saw the same thing, man. Like we did, yeah. we did it here in Colorado, you know, 14 men came and stayed in an Airbnb and we went on this amazing, beautiful hike up a mountain along a river uh, to a beautiful mountain lake, you know, we all jumped in, it was freezing. Yeah. Um, and like, there was, it was just an experience that these men had. And, and, uh, you know, some, some of the guys were just like, wow, yeah, this is amazing. And, and it's just, and, and David and I try to do it as much as we possibly can to get outside. I mean, we, we try to make Thursdays our day where we go hiking mm. or we go mountain biking or we go fly fishing and winter's coming soon. We're going to go snowboarding. Nice. And, and it's just this, you know, this place that we go where the conversations that we have, like, you know, everybody looks at it, like it's, it's just a play day, which it kind of is, but yeah. at the same time, like we're having amazing conversations and strategizing. Well, that's where some of the best ideas business. come, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? For like, sure. That's where the mastermind came from. It was yeah. a, it was a hike. It was, it was a number of hikes. It was a, you know, a play day and, 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 you know, just shout out today is the eighth, tomorrow's the ninth Stuart's birthday. And we're, mm. we're going to go mountain biking. We're, nice. we're going to go I'm up turning to 43. Chris. Out, All right. 43. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go out mountain biking and it's going to be an amazing day and then grab a beer at a brewery after and, and just, you know, hang out. But I guarantee you the conversations are going to be, it's going to be a great conversation, right? And, and the ideas we're already talking about the next retreat. And, you know, I'll tell you one thing as you're talking, Chris, the thing that popped in my head is conventional, conventional wisdom is not always wise. Yeah. And, and, and the more that I look at, like you look at kids, uh, you look at the fire movement. Yeah. You look at the the things that, that the conventional wisdom financially, a lot of that stuff is not really sound financial advice. And it's not what the, it's not what the rich do. It's not what the wealthy do. The conventional wisdom, I'll just put your money, you know, 401k, this, that, the other, and, and these conventional, you know, wisdom tools are, are not always the best way. Usually they're not. But then, you know, when you approach relationships and, and the way we do things, it, a, a lot of times the conventional wisdom is, you know, a, a counselor saying, I oh, don't take a gap year. That gap year may be the most amazing experience yeah. and, and the most self-aware opportunity. Like, as you said it, I'm like, dude, I'm going to promote this for my kids. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if it means they lose a, a, an athletic scholarship, then I go to college because I'm not paying for you. But, <laughs> but I mean, to, to promote the idea of go explore and do something different. Yeah. Because most people were looking at conventional wisdom and it's just not working today. Yeah. It's not with the, the anxiety and the loneliness and the all the garbage. 
Well, and, and the conventional that's wisdom, conventional wisdom. The conventional wisdom always has to do with money, right? Yep. Like you need to go to college to go into debt mm-hmm. to pay this loan, so some you know banker can make a lot of money, right? Yeah, like it's it's normally about money. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's kind of like I think a lot of our school system was built on this, and there's there's the conspiracy side of me that could go down one path, but I won't go there. But just like you know. 50, 60 years ago, the model was we need people that can work in factories and follow rules. So it's like our school system was built off the fact of sit in your desk, listen to the one person, the one expert in the room and uh, absorb what they have to say. Don't speak up. Don't get unruly. Little eight-year-old son, you know, little eight-year-old kid boy that wants to like, he's like, I can't sit this long. You know, that's, that's bad. We need to put him on Ritalin type of thing. Um, like it's all conditioned. And again, I'm not even saying there's a conspiracy to this, but that's just the conventional wisdom that we've been conditioned in because at one time we needed good factory workers to go out and build us, you know, steel and shovel coal and all that kind of stuff. And so maybe that served a purpose, but a lot of our, our models and conventional wisdom are based off of that. And there's not a whole lot of, of at least what I'm seeing a whole lot of like, who are you? What are your gifts? What like explore, um, explore whether that's in the big sense of like go backpack across Europe or explore your own curiosities. What do you love to do? What takes you into that flow state? What takes you into what is flow state? You know, that kind of stuff. Like what aligns with you? Because if you tap into that, you can find ways to make money. Like that's my, my daughter. She's an artist right now. And like the, like I can just, this is me kind of speculating a little bit, but I can see she sees two paths. There's the poor artist you know, that just has to go live in an apartment with 60 other people so that someday maybe she can get her shit in a gallery. And then there's, um, or she just abandons that dream altogether so that she can go make money and and then she'll maybe draw once a weekend or something like that. I'm like, no, like I've, I've done a lot of backpacking. I've done a lot of exploring in, in a month of backpacking. I, I will talk to 20 artists that are doing art 20 different ways and some are making bank and some aren't. And it's just like when you open your horizon, you open your world, especially living in a small town like we do, um, when you open up to to other people and other possibilities and explore that creativity rather than just saying like, are you going to be a teacher? Are you going to be a nurse? Are you going to be a doctor or a lawyer? And it's like, oh, you don't want to be in those four paths? Well, tough shit. Pick one and go down it anyways. It's like, no, there's so much more you can do. And so, yeah. That's good, man. Hey, let's talk. I want to talk about uh, your podcast. You have a podcast and a website called Go Buck It Yourself. And we've, we've mentioned a few times, but tell us about that. What, what's the mission behind it? What's your, what's your uh, you know, the purpose and, and uh, you know, what's it all about? Yeah. So the Go Buck It Yourself is kind of a play on like go taking action bucket, like a bucket list and yourself, like empowering you to go do it. Not, not following along Chris's Instagram journey and be like, Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And like, fuck no, go do your own thing, you know, uh, find your own path and go do it. And so that's what, um, our, our podcast go bucket yourself is, is a little bit about that. It's a little bit of like, it's not just like, Oh, we're going to have Joe on and he's going to talk about bungee jumping off of, you know, big things. It's a, it's a little bit about like, self-discovery, self-growth, authenticity is huge to me. Like I, if there's one word uh, to describe like what I want to do for myself and bring to the world, it's authenticity, like for people to find them their authentic selves. Um, and so we try to, to tease that out through, through stories that kind of center around a theme like this, this year's was simplicity. And, and a lot of that simplicity theme was to try to get people to feel um, either a call to action or empowered or feel the 
the maybe normalness of like right now, there's a lot of people on level 10 anxiety and it's not because you're not taking the right drug. You're possibly doing something in your day-to-day life that's, uh, that's, that's leading to that. So we, we like to have those kind of interviews. Our last interview was, um, with a gal named and she was the stress nanny. And I mean, this is very apropos because her whole, her whole, uh, job, her whole business centers around working with, um, achieving or high achieving kids that either in athletics or, or academics that are like anxious, stressed out. And she's trying to, um, bring some stillness to them, bring some, um, peace to them to teach these, these, uh, skills that I'm just now, you know, in my thirties and forties learning about meditation and, and breathing and going out into nature and all that kind of stuff, teach that stuff at a young age to maybe combat that effect. So that's, that's what the podcast, that's something we're actively doing today. And what we all will also be doing is, is building, uh, retreats and events, um, to try and get people together. Um, so right now I'm working with a couple other, um, other folks, other, you know, small businesses, um, to kind of take the ideas that I already have in my head and and help someone that's already got an established audience while we kind of build our own audience ourselves so that we can, uh, we can, we can do things, um, with or with, without, I love, that was one of the things that I missed the most about leaving my job, uh, was the collaboration. Like I just love collaborating and, and while my wife and I running uh, a podcast in this new new business and our real estate business is nice, uh, we get along pretty good. We're pretty good about balancing each other. There's still some um, element that we don't, that is, I guess, probably too big of an ask to put on our relationship to also be like collaborative people like like I used to be with my my team of network engineers and all that kind of stuff. So that's well, where and, we're, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. and, and, you're, and you're collaborating with some some pretty cool organizations. I mean, you said they're just, you know, kind of small businesses, but most of our listeners would probably uh, know who these organizations are. You know, you're working with Camp Fi uh, to do retreats. You're working with um, Front Row Dads, which is a really cool organization, you know, um, you know, and, and uh, all those organizations have an amazing purpose, right? So like you're working with those guys um, and, you know, I'm excited to see what, what's, what's coming uh, with that. So super cool, man. Um, yeah, thanks. I'm excited yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, your wife. Your wife wrote a book, um, and uh, I, I haven't read it, but I'm ex- I just you know saw it, and I'm I'm gonna go read it. I'm really excited to to because this the topic itself is is looks really really. I love the title, dude. The title's yeah. like a grabber. That's, yeah. that's good. Nice. Yeah, tell us about yeah. that. So the other side of perfect. Um, so it's a very interesting story. Um, so the the quick version of some background to this. Um, so when, when we were approaching 30, so a little over 10 years ago, we, we were on the normal path, not really following our, our dreams necessarily, just kind of doing what everyone else was doing, maybe stick out a little bit here and there, but overall finding, you know, following the same exact path, career path, the same exact, like put our kids in everything type of deal. Um, and then my wife's health started to shift. We went and climbed this 14er, and, you know, you're usually sore a couple of days afterwards from, you know, hiking that long for, for that extended period of time. But, um, it was about a month later and she's like, man, I just, I still feel like I just climbed that mountain yesterday. I'm like, Oh, what? And so I was like, Oh, you must've just not been in shape. <laughs> so, and then, so then that, that led to, a, a about a year, two years of, of tests and diagnosis, uh, through the medical system. At that time we were very bought into like, Oh, something's not right. Go to the doctor. Oh, they say, take three pills, take three pills. If something, you know, uh, and, and then eventually though, 
I'm a little bit of a cynic skeptic where I'm like, I think we could do other things besides just taking these pills. Like maybe let's change our diet. Let's try to change some of our routines. So she started making some of those changes either with my uh, input or not. And, and all of that. So the biggest change though, was, was basically in in the, the the project of writing this book was looking at her past, seeing why she had developed some of these people pleasing tendencies um, which kind of led for her to her discovery of uh, in her childhood uh, some abandonment issues. You know, where parent parent one goes one way, parent two goes the other way, and she's kind of left like, uh, well, you're with a friend this year, you're with a, a family member X this year, and so so she learned to cope by making everyone happy around her, like by shutting off any voice in her head that said this is what you should do or what you want to do, Debbie, instead listening to how do I appease Chris? How do I appease uh, my mother-in-law? How do I appease this person so that they never uh, abandon me? Because basically is for some people, this may sound weird where I, at the place I'm at now, it's like, it's totally normal, but basically this unease, this dis-ease that she experienced her whole life of basically never listening to the voice within her or never even knowing that voice existed and never dealing with that past trauma until she made that effort. Um, her body was going to keep attacking. It was an, it's several autoimmune diseases, but her body was going to keep attacking itself probably until it would have killed her because several of her diagnoses were, um, you know, it could be A, it could be B, B and C and C was always death. And so, so that was a wake up call that got us out of thinking like one, we're going to keep following the path that everyone else is following. And two, the bigger one, which was her starting to develop her own awareness of what her dreams are, what her desires are, what she wants to say yes to, and what she wants to say no to, because as I mentioned earlier, she could say yes to anything. And, and she would put on a face where she wasn't like a martyr. Like if, if she said, sure, I'll go take your grandmother three hours to a doctor appointment, she wouldn't be like a martyr of like, I guess I'll do it. No one else will do it type of thing. She was like, you, you would think that she really, really wanted to do it. And maybe she did, but there were times where she said yes and looked like a yes, uh, but it really wasn't a yes. And until she developed that by working through some of that trauma, by writing this book, taking the big brave step of actually putting it out there, knowing that her mom and her dad can and and did read the book and read some of these stories of her past that they probably didn't know about. Like they didn't know that the, the impact and the, and the work. And that's, that's her point. Wasn't to be like, uh, be better parents. Don't ever do this to your kids. It's just like, Hey, trauma is real. Uh, trauma may look in some kids like this way. And it may look some in other ways, like someone that, that on the, on the surface probably looks like they're living a good life. But meanwhile, their body's, you know, killing itself. So yeah, the other side of perfect, uh, that's the book. She wrote it a, a couple of years ago. It's, it's out there and available, the audio books out there and available. Um, but yeah, that's, that's her story as, as a people pleaser that turned into chronic illness that turned into dealing with her trauma. And now she lived, I mean, on the surface and, uh, she's got a pretty solid where level of awareness right now, uh, it, we're living a, a great life. Her health is largely in control. Like there's a few things that happen every once in a while that, but she now knows how to take care of those. But yeah, she has way more good days than she has bad, which is not, was not the story 10 years ago. Yeah. That's incredible. I, uh, I look forward to reading it. That's, that's, mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like an amazing story and, and it's just that the power of, you know, the mind and, and, uh, when we deny ourselves, man, that's, that's, uh, that's crazy. Well, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it. Look forward to look forward to reading it. And for anybody 
you know, they can, um, obviously you guys have a ton of resources, but, uh, you go to go bucket yourself.com and, and you, know, you can access your podcast. You can access the book. There's all kinds of good stuff there. So, yeah. Uh, awesome, man, dude. What, uh, so what's, what's up? What's, what's, you know, we've been talking kind of in, uh, you know, generalities and I'm going to put you on the spot and hold you accountable to it. What's, when's this next in-person thing? What, what are you looking at? What's up? Yeah. So the next one will probably be in March, April. So like, that's the one that, but that's the one that's also the least developed, which is not that's an advisable way to do it. <laughs> like the, the one that's the farthest <laughs> yeah. out is the one I have most cemented and concreted. Ah, that's awesome. But one of my tendencies to be a little airy and flighty. It's easier uh, that way. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, I, I want to take some, some folks I'm, I'm still debating on whether it's like a couple's retreat. I'm still debating on whether it's just uh, a guy's type retreat. I want to take some folks to, to the grand Canyon. I just finished this book called the comfort crisis and, uh, talk about a, a great, uh, book that, that, ho- that really hones in on why sometimes adding so much comfort in our lives leads to the anxiety and the, the teen suicide rates that we see today that have never been uh, like this before. But, um, I want to to get give create an opportunity. This one will probably be pretty low key. Like I'm not going to try to, you know, bring in guest speakers and all that kind of stuff. Like let's go there. Let's push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. Let's then feel. Let's do some fun stuff to celebrate the fact that we went outside of our comfort zone and did this hard thing. And let's have some prompts and reflections and some journaling time to take what what can we take from that experience. So I want to do that. Grand Canyon, March, April of 2023. Uh, then the next big ones are with, uh, in, in partnership with camp five, um, the Colorado one in July I'll be doing, or my wife and I'll be doing, a uh, three day, um, three day add on to, to that, where we're going to do some river rafting, uh, we're going to do some hiking and, and then probably do a little pampering type stuff, uh, at the very, very end. And then with front road dads, uh, my buddy and I were, are, are coming up with a, a pretty solid plan. Like I said, this is the one we've got most developed. Um, and that's going to be in Colorado in, in July. So those, those are kind of the, the meat and potatoes. Uh, I've, we've been, we just did some family travel in Costa Rica. Then my uncle passed and I, I did the, the eulogy and stuff. So kind of had slight distractions these last couple of weeks, um, off of that. But now that's, that's the mode I'm heading in besides holidays coming up, but that's the mode I'm going to be playing with, uh, over the next couple of weeks. So excited to, my, my problem oh, isn't usually not enough ideas. It's like, okay, distill, distill, yeah. simplify, simplify. Hey, we feel you on that one, dude. Yeah, okay, we feel okay, you on that yeah. one. Totally, man. Yeah, D- David uh, likes to live up in like the clouds, like 50,000 <laughs> yeah. feet, you know? Do you bring him down? Yeah, he he, he has all these grandiose <laughs> ideas and yeah, I try, I try to reel him in. Uh, that's good. That's, yeah. yeah, that's critical. Um, I mean, that's a that's very much a critical skill. And I used to think actually I was the guy, uh, like when I led my team, I thought I was the the more grounding operational, like, okay, we don't need more ideas. We just need to take action. But the more I'm finding out, it's like, oh, I can, I can fly around in the clouds too. Yeah. I just had to develop that skill of bringing people down, but I'm probably better up in the clouds. Just, I just need a buddy. Yeah. To well, help. Actually, actually, Steven, Steven, our mutual connection, the, 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 mm. the uh, third part of the mastermind, he's the one that, that really brings us both down. Like, all right, I can see that we got to do this today. Like, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's so good to have someone like that on your team. It's good, man. Yeah. Uh, well, dude, this has been a great conversation. Uh, yeah. I really appreciate you jumping on. I'm looking forward to having more of them. Uh, and, and maybe you can help us with some of the, the event planning uh, for, for the mastermind. And uh, so how do people get in touch with you? Where's the best place to go? Yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, 
head to our website, go buck yourself, um, check that out. You can hop on our, our newsletter, our, our, our mailing list there. Uh, but if they want to talk more directly, you know, I'm on Instagram at bucket yourself. Um, you know, just DM me and yeah. if you got, yeah, outdoors stuff. I mean, I talk about real estate investing because that was the, the, the piece that got us to, uh, this. And so I still like to help people out in that realm. You're probably not going to like, that's not my, my, I'm not out there actively yeah. promoting that or launching courses or anything with that. Uh, there's some other amazing people doing that kind of stuff, but yeah, hit me up on uh, Instagram at Bucky yourself and, uh, or, or our website. And I'd love to connect. Awesome, man. We'll appreciate you guys and gals. Hey, reach out to Chris. Um, we'll put, uh, all the connections and links, uh, in the show notes, uh, and share this. If, if you enjoyed this uh, episode, you know, obviously connect with Chris, but uh, tell people about this this uh, this podcast and tell people about Chris's podcast because it is really, really good. They got some great grass, great topics. Um, and um, hey, let's go all fill the storehouse. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, super no stoked for, for uh, what you got coming up. Uh, just a- absolutely uh, fired up for the impact you're going to continue to make for <laughs> for others, for couples, for men, for self-awareness, for the kids, uh, man, it's, it's awesome. Huge impact. Love your mission, love your vision. And I uh, look forward to, look forward to doing stuff in the future with you, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's that'd great be great. Exciting. Yeah. Awesome. What about you all? What's, uh, what's kind of next on the, the radar, anything that stands out from, from the rest? Yeah, no, we're, we're super stoked about, uh, February is, is our next retreat. Oh, cool. Our in-person yeah. uh, is February. We're going down to Arizona and, uh, going to okay. do some, you know, awesome, awesome stuff down there. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's interesting because you, you know, that conventional wisdom thing also hit me. And, and when a lot of guys get together, the conventional wisdoms that you do things like talk about women and all oh, that, you yeah. know, she must work out and all this kind of stuff. Well, one of the feedback, one feedback that we got from one of the members that went was, they, he, he had said, man, this is the first time I've gotten with a group of dudes and, and that kind of conversation didn't happen, but it would just not work. It just wouldn't be, it would be so out of place because of the intentionality of what we were doing on that retreat. And, And we had a blast, right? It was, it was an amazing time, but he was just like, I've never experienced, uh, a group of men coming together and not being surface level, not being, not being conventional, right? Yeah. We were different and we didn't talk about the things and do the things that most people think is what you talk about and do on those things. So yeah, I mean, we're fired up for the, for that. Uh, our in-person stuff is, yeah. is something that we're super excited about developing out and in, uh, in this mastermind. So yeah. Awesome. Amen. Cool. All it's right. good stuff. Well, uh, like I said, go share this and um, have a great day. All Make right. a great day, friends. Make Thank a great you, day. We'll see you, Chris. Thanks. See you. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go uh, climb a mountain. How about you? Uh, I'm super fired up about getting to the mountains. I'm always fired up about getting to the mountains, man. Fishing, mountain biking, hiking with my boy. It's good stuff. Let's get out there. Helps the brain, helps the heart. All goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, this is stuff that we're, uh, trying to implement in storehouse mastermind, right? Like we, we talked about it on this, on this podcast episode where that first retreat we did up in the mountains in Colorado was amazing, man. Like some amazing breakthroughs, just great conversation, um, getting out in nature, getting closer to God. Uh, and we want to do more of it. We have our next one set in Arizona and we're opening up our next house. Uh, you know, we love for, from high achieving men to, to join us on that. 
Um, and uh, we're still taking applications uh, as this episode comes out. If you're interested in it, hey, let's go to storehouse310.com backslash mastermind and hit that big join now button. Get it. Get it. Go. Go. Thanks for listening to Filling the Storehouse. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and share it with someone you love. And if you really felt inspired, leave a five-star review so we could continue to grow and help other Christian entrepreneurs fill their storehouse. If you're interested in creating financial freedom through real estate investing, be sure to check out our website at storehouse310turnkey.com. We'd love to serve you through our platform of building the kingdom. Just click on the contact link and we'll reply to you as soon as we can. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go for your storehouse and make it a great day.